Ladies and gentlemen, Circle 3 is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Unfortunately, the three presenters themselves may not be quite so animated. Good evening. Yo, yo. What's happening, y'all? What is happening, everyone? <laughs> we'll get that right, we'll get that right a, uh... sometime. At some point, the uh, everyone will actually watch the countdown. I mean, it's only three minutes. It's not too hard to to get distracted in three minutes. I managed to do it too, but hey. <laughs> I actually have it on a dedicated smaller screen next to me, uh, which apparently I had paused without realizing it. Thought I had a minute and a half. So I'm, uh, I'm calling that the Memorial Day hangover. And that's my story, I'm sticking to it. We're just waiting for our guests. I uh, don't know if they're experiencing some technical difficulties or maybe just some dinner difficulties. Paula almost experienced some dinner difficulties tonight. Domino's is supposed to be fast, Paul. They're supposed to be fast. <laughs> yeah, but when they fall, they all fall. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, speaking of holidays, as is my newest tradition, and uh, I know you guys are big fans, Paul and Brandon, but I just wanted to wish you both a happy National Bubba Day. And today is celebrated globally for anyone who may be named Bubba, but this is not a common name. And this holiday specifically targets those who are referred to as Bubba as a nickname or pet name of endearment. So, so to all the Bubbas in the world, we call my daughter you. Bernadette Bubba, so that's really funny. We call her Bubba Lou. And uh, not Count only it. that, great segue to that day is that a famous PGA golfer who loves to play disc golf is none other than Mr. Bubba Watson, who most famously posted an Instagram shot of his in of a whale and uh, just got shredded on Instagram for choosing such a horrible putter. <laughs> Welcome to Disc Golf, Bubba Watson. Welcome yes. to Disc Golf. If you don't know any Bubbas, uh, today is also National... What is it? Where did it go? Kearns fail. Uh, appreciate your dentist day. So, you uh, dentists are kind of clutch. You know, you don't want to be rude or piss off your dentist because then you need to find a new one. So, Absolutely. That's a neat one. Yeah. There you go. Well, I don't know about you guys. It's been an absolute beautiful week here in Toronto, Ontario. We've had great weather. We've had opportunities to play disc golf. Uh, and I've got to play a brand new course a couple times in the last few weeks. We've got a course that some incredible former ultimate players that just started playing disc golf last year decided, you know what? Our jobs are slow. We've got some time. Let's build a disc golf course because they fell in love with disc golf and they did a damn good job. They built it on a ball golf course, but of the entire 18 holes, there's only one fairway and one tee pad that actually share space with the ball golf course. They utilized wow. woods. They cut down and carved out trees. They utilized a lot of the green space. There were a lot of holes where it was brilliant, where instead of taking a 190 200 foot wooded space and making it a 200 wooded foot wooded hole they took that 200 foot wooded space cleared some trees out then utilized the 150 200 feet of open green space behind it into another wooded space extended some of the holes uh it's nice. it's a beautiful 18 i've played it three times now uh and 
I gotta give a huge shout out because I shared in the Disc Golf Ontario group tonight that I was gonna give these guys a shout out. Uh, Kevin and Chris uh, from the Newcastle Disc Golf Chorus here in Ontario, Canada. Uh, thank you so much for all your work. And this is a really cool concept. I'm pretty sure they actually leased the space from the Disc Golf Chorus. And I'm sorry if I'm assuming this wrong because they actually own the course. They have their own site for reservations. You book tee times through them. Uh, but it's on the golf course. So it's very cool because of that. There's so much pride from them and such a great experience. So it's been awesome. Chris, you it's awesome. Speaking of awesome courses, I mean, you got to play an awesome course that is only available a few weeks a year. How was that experience? Yes. A uh, quick question on this this course you were talking about. Did yeah. they bring in uh, disc golfers in the community to help? test and design the course or absolutely so i know they brought in some really well respected people in the community we've got chris ozelins who is our uh like ontario and our canadian pdga representative um he designs and helps with a lot of course stuff around here uh brought in i know i think uh jeff mckeegan kara hovius they're two of the most respected course designers they actually design for disc golf park um it's prodigy t2 baskets they catch really great fantastic baskets uh, they got a practice basket with a practice area. And one of the nicest things too is some of the holes have like a four or 500 foot walk in between holes. All of mm -hmm. the paths are lined with the down trees that they cleared on the course. Oh, wow. Like it's, it's incredible. Nice. They started this in January. They really started developing in March and installing baskets. So it's amazing. Huge shout out to them. Uh, and all the work that's gone in there has, it's incredible, but on a scale doesn't even compare to the toboggan. Yes, the mighty toboggan is open for play. And it for me, it always feels like summer is here when the toboggan opens. And it's just, it's an exciting time because we usually only get it for about three weeks before the US Amateur Disc Golf Championship because that's the first tournament that's held there and then they keep it open right up until uh, D-Glow, Discraft Great Lakes open. And then basically the day after D-Glow, they pull it. So you don't have a huge window to play, especially if you're not playing well those two tournaments because they shut the course down, um, which is a hot topic lately. Um, but the toboggan is shut down. You can't play it unless you're playing Amnats the three days before the tournament starts. And it's shut down about four days for practice before D-Glow starts. But um, I gotta give a shout out to um, my main my main man Dave Dermeyer. Um, he's he's put a ton of work the last few years in redesigning a, a private course on his property. Which whenever either of you come to town, I'm taking you to Ponder Hills to play. Yeah, beautiful. The Wiz has beautiful told me course. so much about that place. I know the Wiz yeah. has put in a lot of work with with Dave over there to helping him yeah. out and doing some stuff. It sounds incredible. Yeah. Holy. And that's, that's Dave Dermeyer and Andrew Mills, but Dave last few years has put in, it, he doesn't like to be in the spotlight. Like Dave's a humble guy, but he's put in a ton of work at the toboggan um, and has formed a great relationship with the park. And they've kind of started handing over the keys to him to just really put a lot more work and input in. Um, the course has cement tee pads this year for the first time. Um, which it used to be these rubber fly mats, which I'm pumped about the cement. We'll just say that. Um, and we've got some new holes at the toboggan this year. So there's actually 
Um, and you guys have to look at coverage if you don't know the course well, but you play one through four and instead of going to old hole five, which was like a blind uphill Anheuser or a left to right shot. Um, now then there's a new hole five and six, which are wooded. So it adds a nice, nice. Um, change of pace on the toboggan, which the two new holes still have elevation, which every hole at toboggan has elevation, but it's these holes if you were in a wooded course these holes wouldn't seem that technical but after playing wide open shots on toboggan runs you go into four you go into five and six and it's like oh these i gotta hit some lines so they're the holes are a lot of fun the new 14 15 combo is ridiculous it's insane um and they moved a couple t-pads back so i i think the previous years toboggan was a par 63 i wouldn't be surprised if it's a 64 or five this year I think it's really funny, especially with the guests we have on tonight, who hopefully will be joining us soon. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa Van Dyken and Reed Frescura. Hope everything's okay with them. It's all good. We can talk your ear off all night anyways, folks. But it's funny you mentioned that for Amnats, the course is closed down three days before so you guys can practice. Meanwhile, for the U.S. Women's Disc Golf Championship... Uh, Vanessa was told she could wake up at 6.45 to 7 a.m. and try to get to the course before it gets busy. <laughs> yeah. Not cool. Not cool. And uh, I I think I think a lot hopefully will come from that and people being so vocal kind of about what's gone on. And it's, it's everywhere. We see it here in Ontario. Uh, praise the Lord. People are starting to get vaccinated at incredible rates here. I think we've hit almost 65 percent 70 percent of the country uh, that's eligible to get their first dose of vaccine has gotten it uh which is amazing so as we start to open up and see tournament registration start to open up what is that um the same complaints the same uh and, and valid complaints are starting to come out into the woodwork again FA1, FA2, FA3 divisions with four-person caps in each division when MA2 and MA3 have 55-person yeah. caps, right? And there are ladies that want to sign up. It's not even like, oh, you know, if more people wanted to sign up, we'd have bigger divisions. Well, then why is there a wait list of 12 people for FA2 yeah. now? Because the sport's growing, uh, and I think TDs need to understand that. Uh, if that means adapting the way you run a tournament cutting tournaments down from three rounds to two rounds cutting some tournaments down from two rounds to one uh and just allowing people to come out and have a great time and enjoy themselves i mean it it means a lot and having tournaments catered towards these new people i think is the biggest thing we talked about this a couple weeks ago but there needs to be td training <laughs> a td mm -hmm. handbook to to help people that want to run tournaments run tournaments but yeah hopefully that new course i've played at gets some tournaments going you got amnats and deglow going on the toboggan and then paul blair we got some hot stuff happening in portland this week yeah the portland opens taking over glendevere golf course which is uh <clears throat> which is another golf course turned into something useful um oh i like that it's pretty golf. exciting nice it's it's the only right word it'll catch on it's beautiful um the uh yeah, it's uh, all tickets for spectators are sold out. Portland's still under 
rather cautious level of COVID restriction. Um, but the Fly Mart's open 7 to 10 p.m. on Friday. So if you want to zip down there and uh, get a free COVID infection and uh, disc you can't get anywhere else, there we go. I, speaking of which, I think that there's an opportunity here if, you know, if Discraft put an exclusive uh, Dark Horse Macbeth collaboration stamp on a disc and offered it with proof of vaccination for a reasonable fee, I think we have pretty much 98% everyone amongst the diff yeah, disc everyone. community yeah. i was i was laughing about that earlier because like i know there's a lot of stuff you guys laugh at us canadians about being silly for but oh man on the radio this morning they were playing a radio show uh sorry playing a radio spot from a car dealership that yeah. was on board and be like if you come down and show your proof of vaccination our grand prize is one truck that's right you don't win the truck, don't worry. Second and third prizes are hunting rifles. <laughs> you don't win the hunting rifle, don't worry. We got shotguns for three, four, and five. <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm not making this stuff up. I was like, they're giving yeah. away cars and guns so that people get vaccinated? This is awesome. They absolutely are. It's, it's actually a, a, state incentive. it's a state incentive in West Virginia. Um, guns, trucks, and cash. It's... Uh, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, I suppose. Save the people and condemn the animals nearby. But they made it, they made it clear that these are uh, quote-unquote hunting rifles and hunting shotguns. So oh, apparently they, uh, they can't be used against people. So that's Well, you can go turd ball hunting. Going um, to follow up to that statement to Brandon. Uh, that's who's something the, they must do in northern Michigan, Paul. Who's the title sponsor for the Portland Open? It's a great question. Uh, I don't know. That it escapes me. Do you know? No, I can't remember. Us? Did we do it? Let's take a it. Well, it's selfish question, full disclosure. If it's Discraft, hit me up Dynamic. Later. It's Dynamic okay. Discs. Never mind. We're Portland good. Open Disc Golf Pro Tour. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who comes in second on FPO. That's always an interesting <laughs> right? race. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk a little Santa Cruz? Yeah, we definitely can. And ignore, uh, I mean... Vanessa and Reed. Vanessa can be me there with the uh, hat, and Reed can be my little my little son there. That's my my weird my weird Zoom picture that I have there in place of Vanessa and Reed right now. But it's we got picture. our U disc scoreboard up on the screen, and uh, let's talk about FPO first for Santa Cruz. Uh, I mean, aside from a little bit of faltering in the final round, and I think that was just foot off the gas pedal. She kind of knew she had it. Or maybe foot harder on the gas pedal because she kind of knew not she faltering had it. if you win. A hundred percent. And what's funny is even through all the bogeys, she always had control. Um, she always had control through all three days of that tournament. Uh, what I loved seeing was Juliana Corver yes. playing disc golf like a twenty-five-year-old. Uh, out there absolutely slaying at the technicality of her throws. It was so cool to see her uh, on film throwing. You, you hear so much about her, and I know so many people up and coming in the sport right now have heard about Juliana Corver and have looked her up on YouTube and seen her freestyle and seen her trick shots. But this weekend, we saw Juliana Corver play disc golf. Dude, she is, you could say she's the goat for flying disc sports. Absolutely. Yeah. Just period. But, Paul, I think you were going to say something super hot. 
before. Oh, I often I often have something uh, <laughs> hot. It may not be actually. So I, I'm going to take some since we, since we do have a little extra time. I'm going to take some things that I had for tonight's news segment, which will now be even shorter. Uh, but there are some interesting things that popped up about that. Juliana Corver's finish was her best since 2006. Damn. Uh, wow. Which is saying something. And it brings us to a point where if you're anywhere near my age, you have lots of excuses for why you suck at disc golf. But um, they're all excuses. Look over in JK's corner and realize that if you worked, okay, for admittedly for the last 30 years on it, you could be that good too. So get a start. Take over that 70 plus division. You got time. Well, <laughs> and you look at people like Elaine King, too, who still come out and play with just such consistency week in and week out. And Elaine yep. King, got to give her a shout out. I don't know if many people know that Elaine King is actually from Canada. Uh, her home course was my home course, uh, Centennial Park here in Toronto, Ontario, for a really long time. So, uh, And Elaine throws some of Paul Blair's uh, side side piece plastic mvp <laughs> uh and throws the hell out of it and i know that fission photon that elaine king signature fission photon is a staple in a ton of people with medium arm speeds bags it gets a ton of distance she crushes it because she throws the discs that are right for her she plays the game that's right for her chris i think that's the theme with those goats that you're talking about is they know how to play the chorus their way the way that's going to work for them they don't try to beat anyone else they don't try to show up anyone else they're doing it for them and i that's my opinion i think that's what it comes down to it's what makes it so okay, easy for okay them. okay we're gonna just we're gonna just throw out some facts here yeah for those of you who uh don't throw mvp and like brandon don't know anything about it maple uh, valley plastics <laughs> that's right uh fission plastic is is the concept is a lightweight like flight plate and a heavyweight rim. Now that's kind of the MVP thing overall, but with fission, it's very lightweight in the middle. But here's the secret. They actually make those in weights up to the normal max weight. So you can get 175 gram fission photon if you want. And then what you have is a disc that's got all of its weight around the edge. And when it still weighs as much as it does, it's going to fly like a 190 gram disc. So if you really think you've got a monster arm, pick one of those up and you'll discover you're wrong. <laughs> Well, actually, yeah, with, I've, I've noticed because MVP Axiom, sister companies, um, are here in Michigan, like all great manufacturers. And they, around here, people want the lighter weight stuff. They want like high yeah. 168, 165 gram discs, um, even some of the streamlined stuff, which is under that umbrella too. That's the other advantage is if you do get like a 160, it'll fly like a 175, but you can actually get it going if you have... Uh, halibut arms, I think we call them. I believe they call that gyro technology. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love, I was, it was a couple events ago, Juliana Corver was on the feature card. And I remember saying I was super jacked to see her. It might have been with the Macbeth Pierce page shout out, Discraft Macbeth Pierce collector group. Um, Best I think I was talking group. to the admins and I was like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's a Facebook page. Um, I was, <laughs> that was my most excited person to watch and i love that it looks like she's jumping more into the tour this year and i mean her worst rated round this weekend was 936 and she's rated 925 she busts out a 980 and a 970 and i mean if she's gonna if she's really committing to disc golf and touring like she's gonna be a factor guaranteed she i'll is bet a you a shoe yeah 
Absolutely. And then uh, she's already there. You're predicting the present. I also think um, there's a good showing by Alexis Mandahano. She had a great event coming in third. Well, tying Juliana for third. That was that was a great showing for her as well. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget Katrina Allen, who uh, for Paige Pierce's thirtieth birthday got her a gift of a <laughs> seven over round. Uh, yep. Oof. Very generous. Oof, oof. Yeah, well, think about that. People... Oh, sorry, Chris. Oh, no, 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 you're good. No, 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 you go, man, because I was going to move on. It, is it Paige's 30th birthday? Yeah, it well, was. she turned 30, I, was... what? You, well, you wished her happy birthday, I mean. I did. I wasn't sure what age. Um, and actually, but May man. 31st, same day as my wife. I told my wife, you got the same birthday as Paige Pierce, and she was like, I don't care. She's and got at least another. That's, that's, that's how uh, lunch went yesterday. Happy birthday. A... Let's have this nice lunch together. Yeah. Your birthday's the same as Paige's. At least yeah. another five years in prime time destroy everyone mode. Oh, it's yeah. incredible. Easy. That's a, That was all I had to say. Holy it's actually crap. older than I uh, I thought Paige was a couple years younger than that. So that threw me for surprise when uh, she said she was taken on 30. Moving on to MPO. Let's do it because... A friend of the DMNPCG, Mr. Adam Hammies, slayed yes. the weekend. Yeah. And uh, ended up taking the the person who everyone thought was going to be his, his probably biggest threat on Sunday and beating him by three strokes in Kevin Jones. But let's talk about a 13 down final round by, sorry, James Proctor? Yeah. Nasty. A lot of new names this year. James Proctor, in of a sponsored player, 100% scrambling, Which... zero OBs, 78% uh, circle 1X. So, like, he wasn't even, it wasn't even, like, fire, fire, fire from circle 1. He was just there. He was playing incredible one of, the, one of the only eagles on the day on 14 incredible consistency and uh pretty impressive yeah he's been i want to say james i think he played in the collegiate disc golf national championship it might have been my first year there he was there competing and we were like how the hell can this dude play here because he was already over a thousand rated and was crushing it so he's he's been a He's been a heavyweight for a while. He's got 36 career wins. He's, he's won a quarter of his events at 132. That's incredibly impressive. <laughs> That's, yeah. Wow. But, yeah, I was super pumped to see Adam Adam take it down, his first NT win. And I loved his – it looked like he was, you know, borderline emotional. Like, he was oh, emotional yeah. for sure afterwards. And I really liked that he pointed out – because um, I'd heard a couple people mention that he'll get fired up on the course in a round. And just him, like, a, recognizing his personal growth and staying patient and staying calm and and recognizing that ev personal evolution was a big factor in him taking it down this weekend. I think, I think Adam is an incredible kid. I think he has incredible talent, but I think he's super blessed, too, to be surrounded by some really awesome people. I know he's got a lot of love and respect for Brian. 
Uh, I know he's got a lot of love and respect for Jeff, and he's got the support of Jeff and the Resistance team and tons of support from Discraft and tons of support from all of the pros and, and everyone's rooting for him. When he won... To, to you know, like when you're watching Sports Center yeah. and like someone hits the big shot, and then they show all the Twitter, t- all the tweets from like all mm-hmm. the other basketball players, like congratulating that people. That's what it was like when Adam won. Like Ezra gave him a huge shout out, and Paul gave him a huge shout out, and because people are rooting for him because he deserves it. He works hard, and like Nico is an extreme example of this, but like people hate Nico because of that emotion, we don't have time for that segment. right but Just pick a couple reasons but let's 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 be real where there are a lot of reasons to dislike people but i don't think a reason to dislike someone can ever be that their passion turned into emotion if you have never had a situation where for you passion turns into emotion and you express that emotion outwardly then, I mean, you need to get more passionate about stuff because happens for me all the time. And I know for Adam, it was incredible for me to see that. I want to see that. I want to see him get fired up. It's This is competitive. It's disc golf. This is an NT event, right? And uh, it, was, it was pretty awesome. His putting. When his putting is on, his putting oh. is on. His putting I mean, He putts with a focus. Actually, last year at Deagle, I gave him a crystal focus from 2010 Memorial. I need I need to hit him up and see if he's tried it or not. I think he puts with the uh, CTs too, which aren't that hard to find, which are pretty hard to find, I meant to say. So if you guys yeah. you guys are listening and you got any CT focuses and you want to hook up Mr. Adam Hammies. Uh, oh, I still got I got a nice box of Foci still. Foci. <laughs> yeah. Um, Foci. I will say I was kind of surprised. That, I mean, Macbeth shot 29 down he was still in the hunt i mean he shot a good last round slayed that last round i was a little surprised to see uh ricky fall back a little bit this weekend both of those have been on pattern though for the last few events that's wysocki's been hot and then faded and Macbeth has started slow and then surged but not quite enough you look over the last three tournaments it's that's kind of been the story yeah stop it guys so did any of you guys did any of you guys we see have to the do Kona research roll away? I uh I did not see the Kona roll away and I feel totally unprepared now, but David Hat's asking us what did we think about the Kona roll away? So I guess Kona had a nasty roll away and uh, yeah, having Kona, not seen it, I'll go on record and say I was against it. Having not seen <laughs> it, I will go on record saying Kona can is one of those people where emotion can definitely override passion, so if it was a nasty, uh, nasty roll away, I don't feel great. I think about I that. did it's see. I'm pretty. She had. I think she had a roll away that went OB. I'm pretty sure I saw it. But there's a lot. Daylaw. There's a lot of rollaways. So it may have just blended into the mixtape of soul crushing that I have all those reserved in. Well, Hammy's had a pretty big one as well. A big <clears throat> roll away. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was not. Na- his was nasty. Not that it mattered on his next putt but. <laughs> it reminds me of that putt paul hit off the basket and it rolled away to like 60 feet and he just walked up to it with his second putter and oh that's like so just sick. step behind it and just tossed it in just, uh, just that needs uh, to be like made in one of those what are those little videos where they put the sunglasses on people mm-hmm. i can't remember when they had the same nonchalance oh yeah <laughs> you know, 
you know, we, we've all done that. We've all we've all had a a putt hit the rim and fall next to the basket. We just walk up and you know and drop it in. He just does it from sixty five feet away. Same exact yeah, nonchalance. Casually walk walks up, cashed it, drops a putt I make once a month. Right. <laughs> well, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, and give a shout out to our sponsors, Sweet Spot Disc Golf and Wolfpack Disc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come back, uh, see if our guests join us. If not, no frets. Uh, we've got some questions we are going to ask them that we can ask each other. Talk oh, we're a little crushing bit about the freestyle. Some, some stuff going on here. And please, if you guys have got any questions, Thug Life Videos, Kearns, Michael Warner helping yes. us out oh, in the chat. Michael Warner you. helping us out in the chat. Thug Life Videos. Those are awesome. So Michael wins a crisp high five. <laughs> So we're going to cut to a sponsor break. And uh, after that, we got some stuff for you guys. Shoot out some questions for us in the chat. They can be personal. They can be about disc golf. They can be about what we had for dinner. Uh, we just love you guys. And the 19 of you that are here supporting us, thank you so much. Uh, so we will be back very soon here on Circle Three. Gather round, children. I, Ganfrof, will tell you a tale of the times before. Of a legendary place, the sweetest spot in all the land, where circles of plastic would appear, glowing from our screens, and with the ritual of the cart, they would appear days later at our doors. The richest colors, the finest discs, and the kindest people. Oh, it truly was a sweet spot for disc golf. Some say this place still exists. Its vault sealed, the treasures glittering inside, awaiting the great prophecy of Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And that comes again. I hope you will be there. Sweet Spot Disc Golf. So good, our advertising department writes fan fiction about us. You know that sound. That's the sound of grabbing up at the end of a long week. There's nothing better than cracking open a cold uh, wolf? and feeling that buzz uh, that's discraft. D- discraft buzz. start to take hold. At the end of a long work day, at the end of a long week, reach for us. Wolfpack Discs. We'll be there for you. Most of that news is. And we are back. Front and center. Three, front and center. Paul Blair, do you have some news for us? Do you want to give us some news right now? Should we jump right into the round table? I'm going to leave it to you, sir. Let's do the round table. Hold the news for later. All right. We'll jump right into our Hold round up. table. Oh, I'm actually oh, sitting oh. at a rectangular oh. table. <laughs> Okay, let's do a uh, rhombus table tonight. Okay, Ooh. okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first the question for you guys. of the week is. Let's talk about the Pro Tour. Coming up to another Disc Golf Pro Tour event in Portland. Uh, I want to have your guys' thoughts on the Disc Golf Pro Tour this year so far. I mean, we've been hampered with some COVID restrictions. We had a late start to the season. Some events got postponed. Some events got canceled. Uh, my hot take, 
I think they've been killing it. I have been loving the coverage. I have been loving feeling like I'm there. Michael Warner says he's a trapezoid. I love it, Michael. I love it. Uh, I've been feeling like I'm there at some of these events. Uh, love the addition of Nate Sexton to the panel uh, and then calling the one time and just them switching it up and keeping it fresh uh, and engaging the viewers. Uh, total bummer. We couldn't be live at the Masters Cup. Totally get it. Uh, you can't really build new cell phone towers uh, for a disc golf tournament, but it, it's been awesome. So we wanted to ask Reed and Vanessa about, you know, their thoughts on what's going on for touring golfers on the Pro Tour. But from a spectator's perspective, Chris and Paul, how do you guys feel about the 2021 Pro Tour season? Uh, I have to say, I think there, you know, it's it's there's a lot of perspective involved, right? Because if you compare it to like 2019, yeah, it's got some difficulties. But if you compare it to the dumpster fire that 2020 was, <laughs> it's magnificent. Um, Quick side note about the whole can't build new cell towers. Actually, yes, you can. Uh, so hopefully we can get like Verizon or Starlink as a sponsor because they, they do definitely have mobile satellite based extenders Ooh, available. Yes. And uh, I mean, it's, it's not an unsolvable problem. It's, it's a problem you can't solve with a week's notice. And that my understanding was that they, they discovered this problem pretty late. But, you know, for next year, there's there's definitely possibilities. Uh, if you guys need a technical consultant, let me know. Probably. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd. I'd hate to see them go away from Daylaw. Yeah, I'd, that'd be a tragedy. I'd keep Daylaw, especially you know. And I guess here's my hot take: Can we actually play some more disc golf courses on the Pro Tour? <laughs> I'm saying, I'll say the um, the OTB Open. That course was sick for a golf course. That was awesome. That might be the first one I've seen that I actually enjoyed watching and was like. I'd go play that. Hell yeah. But outside of that, like, it's, I don't know. I don't like a lot of the courses on tour for the first half of the season. It's a lot of golf courses. I just, I'd rather see the woods. That's just me. But sounds overall, like the, the coverage is great. Sounds like for the OTB Open, though, the guys were kind of just like given free reign. It was like, yeah, you guys, well, shut, we're shutting the course down. You guys do what you want to do with it. And <laughs> put the pins where you want. And I think a lot of the other events on tour there's a lot of i mean you look at wild horse for the lvc right and you look at those courses and like they're boring they're super super boring all three of those courses could they be more interesting hell yeah like emporia is emporia super interesting hell no uh, has eric mccabe done a little bit of work to try to make it more interesting like extending the t on hole nine and really amping up the island on 16. Yeah, he has, but there's only so much you can do to a disc golf course that is complete shared space with a golf course, right? Yeah, and there's there's something to be said for tradition and for the you know, long running tournaments and stuff, but there's also something to be said for not playing on crap. And I think you can, you can make a clean break with the history there, keep the name and move it someplace. Uh, what would be the term? Better. It's, you know, the, just because the the competition is really stepped up, right? Like, back, Emporia was an amazing place to play. Uh, not that I'd turn down playing there now, but it's the kind of place now, I, I would imagine as a pro going in there, it's probably got that sort of old gym socks feeling. Like, it's super comfortable. You came up in them, and, but there's some holes and some odd smells, extra humidity. I don't know. Well, I don't, I'd also hate to see them go away from Daylaw when this year they, they started putting in par fours. They've yeah. continued to tweak the course and 
and try and to the evolve the course a little bit. Look oh at the yeah, reaction to Dela. They they yeah, love they it. love it. They love and I think Dela. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is if if you have a course that the pros are enthusiastic about, you keep it. If you have a course that they complain about because it's full of artificial out of bounds that are one feet in front of barriers, because there are courses like that. I won't name mm -hmm. any, but the, the pros complain about a course. There's, there's better options out there. And not only that, there are resources available. Like you just you were just talking about up there in, uh, what do they call that, Canada? If, if you guys can do that in Canada with your three million people all hunkered in a single place for warmth, think of what we could do down here in the land of freedom. Absolutely. I, I, it, I don't I don't deny it for a second. You know, I hope they don't start steering the tour more towards everyone just wants to see bombs. Like I, I hope that isn't a direction they, they want to pursue. So And I don't I think like I wanna see Heiser flips. I wanna see people playing what strategic golf. We talked right. about Rick we talked about Ricky not doing so well and i mean i think one of the reasons is ricky got tripped up by those woods he got tripped up by those placement shots this weekend and paul yeah. until the final round definitely got tripped up and i think it's a telling sign that they're playing all these long 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 courses for a couple months and mm -hmm. then they come to this course here and it's a little bit of a wake-up call i think for some of them meanwhile over in finland You've got like Lowry Lettinen and Seppo Paiu and Evelina Salonen just tearing apart Tempere, which is like idle wild on crack. Um, so active wild, <laughs> active wild. So, so like it's, it's, I agree, Chris, it's really funny. I'd love to see more diversity on the tour. Um, I'd yep. love to see like adding Jones gold was awesome this year for dynamic disc open, not playing all four rounds at country club and playing a yes. disc golf course. That is a disc golf course, right? So yeah, well, they're, I, they're, yeah. those courses are less predictable and I, I want to see it less predictable. I want to see someone have to scramble. Yeah, I want to see someone have to pull out a super creative shot and really shape the flight of a disc. Like those are, when you're a newer disc golfer, it's cool to see that. And then when you're an experienced disc golfer like us, it's you're like, holy crap. I Absolutely. can imagine what what it took to do that. Like, that's an amazing shot. Yeah, I think that's that's what it boils down to is I think that, you know, since we know the tour planning committee is listening to us right now, um, <laughs> you know, what, what people want to see, the reason people like seeing bombs and the reason it's easy to say like, okay, that's, that, you know, that's entertaining is because what people want to see are shots that they can't make. They want to see the things that, they, that when they go out on Sunday, it doesn't work for them, but they can, they can aspire to. And you can get that with bombs and you can get that with technical shots. And the, the trick is we want both. And there's a lot of both out there. Michael gave us a shout out in the chat again, and he said, no high hyzers at Della. And thank God, because uh, it's really nice to not just see 500 foot. How do you throw a 500 foot hyzer anyways? Um, that's a that's a question for another day. I got two more questions for you guys. A little bit more roundtable. We're going to wrap it up early tonight, guys. And uh, hopefully we can get Reed and Vanessa back on for maybe a bonus episode of Circle 3. Uh, sometime in the next little bit. Uh, we love them to death, and, and I'm sure something came up on their end. So a huge thanks to them anyways no for uh, making themselves available. Yeah. And uh, we cannot wait to have them on in the future. 
Truth be told, I... He's probably just shopping for short shorts, right, Chris? Yeah, as, actually, I was going to say I hit him with a short shorts joke earlier, and this might be revenge. I don't know. <laughs> you know with, with that, and I, I also teased Vanessa about um, not actually being from Finland. So <laughs> a lot of people apparently don't know she's from San Diego, but, you know, whatever. A lot of people don't know San Diego's not in Finland. I know, right? And they also don't know there's a Holland, Michigan, where her and Reed live now. <laughs> so, Chris, complicated you... World. You, I think, Chris, you asked me this. Maybe Paul did. One of you guys did. I, this is a great question. So I want to ask you guys this. And uh, what Discraft disc is the one disc? It says we were going to ask them when they win their fifth world championship, what would they design? But if you guys could design that Discraft disc that's missing, what is it? Paul, it might be easy for you because, you know, maybe there's an MVP disc that just doesn't exist in the Discraft lineup that you love. Um, maybe we'll start there. Yeah, is, what's what's your the, disc? Is the Discraft Fission Photon a, a bad answer? Um, so what are the flight numbers on a Photon? Just to give people perspective that... Oh, let's not get started on flight numbers. That's a whole segment on, yeah. in and of itself. Let's talk more about uh, diameter on the yeah. rim. and <laughs> Let's talk about completely subjective ratings that are essentially made up by every company and which are rarely adhered to in their inconsistent production so runs and between photon, different plastics. So we don't need to talk about flight numbers, but a photon is an 11-speed disc. Yeah. So it has an 11-speed 11 11 rim, and it is an 11-speed semi-understable disc that still has finish. Would that be a correct... I, Correct I mean, for depending me, on the plastic. For I me, guess there's too, no right? understability. For me, it's a it's a solid hook. Um, but uh, you know, maybe you throw it harder. I don't know. Um, no, Rafe, honestly, I mean, Rafe one of the comparative. Uh, you know, the, the thing about the thing about the whole gyro thing is it really doesn't fly like anything else, and and that's that's why I like it. The wave is also amazing, but I think that the the short answer is what I my my true answer to this is that I think actually Discraft has the best rounded out lineup of discs. Period. Um, you know, a lot of companies are missing things like the Soul. You know, the, a good five or six speed understable mid, which is something that people who haven't mastered the forehand can really use to turn right. On a right-handed shot, I mean, you've got you got Paige Pierce using that for that purpose. She's leaning yep. on it. That's how good that disc is, uh, and that's missing from pretty much every other company's lineup. Um, and and if it is there, it's not supported very well. It's not it's not actually used. You don't see it hyped up. So it's really for me. It's I I, I probably wouldn't. I I would do. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna comment on that. I might take another disc and just put my name on it. So Josh Weisenauer in the chat would like a turn-resistant fairway driver that has a straight flight with a slight left finish. So it's not a fairway driver, Josh, but something that has now made its way into my bag uh, is the Surge SS. It is an absolute incredible disc. 11 speed, maybe a little bit faster than you're expecting, uh, but it absolutely flies straight with a lot of resistance to torque. If you really rip on it, it's gonna get a little bit of turn, uh, but it finishes. It's got incredibly consistent finish to the left. I've actually started using it for a forehand, throwing hyzer flips with it, flips up really nice, big push to the left uh, and finishes straight on that center line. So Surge SS might be something to try there. Mine is the the Justice by Dynamic Discs. I want Discraft to make a Justice. Oh. I. <laughs> 
I want okay. an over, overstable mid-range. A Buzz OS is not overstable enough. I want something, I don't know if you guys have tried the extremes. I have an extreme in my bag now. Uh, I love it, but I want that overstability in a mid-range. Something I can throw yeah. as hard as I can on a forehand uh, that's always gonna move to the right, being right-handed. Uh, and the problem with the Buzz OS, the problem with the Malta, the problem with all of these is the Quake by DJ. They're not overstable It's by far the enough. best, but they're not overstable enough, no matter what plastic yeah. you get them in. Uh, so my dream disc from Discraft would be a very, very, very beveled, very, very flat, uh, and very, very low profile overstable yeah. mid-range. Uh, and if I had to give it a name, I would probably call it the Discraft Blaze. Oh, interesting. That I mean, that would fit with the uh, the Heat Scorch, but those are understable discs, more. So. I know, but uh, okay, fine. What if we called it? Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if <laughs> I actually wasn't going there, Paul? But uh, what oh. what about what about? Uh, okay, we got the Raptor. What's something like a Raptor? What's like a Maple smaller dip. Raptor? The Discraft the Anglosaurus. Dip. There we go. The Discraft Anglosaurus. The Discraft Dilaphiosaurus. I have to say you're 100% right. I, I didn't even think about the whole overstable midrange thing because I've, I've had the, the MVP deflector in my bag for so long and I just I forget that anything else exists in that space. You're absolutely right. The Quake is good. It's not good enough. Discraft, yeah. do it. David Hatt's asking about a Malta, and I don't want to slight the Malta because Malta's a, a good disc for a backhand. The Malta is plenty overstable, but there's a big difference, and what not a lot of people will consider is in torque uh, and in speed between a forehand and a backhand, and the amount of spin you're putting on a disc. And the one thing yeah. about a Malta is a Malta is designed to hold its line for the amount of spin you put on a five-speed disc on a backhand. But as soon as you're throwing forehand, it's a whole different ball game. And regardless of how stable that Malta is, uh, you're still going to get some wobble and you're still going to get some push to the to the left uh, for a right-handed forehand player. So I don't want to throw it on hyzer and let it flip up. I want something I can ram out there flat, throw out their heart on Annie and, uh, and, and know it's going to come back every time for that 250 to 270 foot range. Chris, and it has a bead. Bead yes. throw a zone for those? You know, but the, most people do throw. Most people do throw throw a zone for those. But my I, forehand is trash, so I'm the, not the criticizing. Thing, the thing about a zone is, I think most people that throw a good forehand with a zone, it's more of a straight flying shot with a, with a a fair finish, right? Yeah. If you're, if I'm throwing a Z zone, the first 250, 260, 270 feet of the flight path will be straight. And then for the last 15 to 20 feet, you'll see it fade to the right. Whereas yep. with a Justice, if I'm throwing it 300 feet, it'll go straight for the first 200, and then it'll fade for the last 100 feet of the flight because it's so yep. overstable. So if I'm throwing holes that are 300 feet, but they're actually 240 and then like a 70, 80 foot kink to the right, that justice is just so perfect. And the the glow quake is good, but if Discraft could design something a little bit more overstable, I'd love it. Chris Kearns, you've been bagging all Discraft for a while now. So what is the one shot for you uh, that you gotta work a disc a little bit too much to, to obtain? 
and you wish you could just have that perfect disc for? Let's see. Well, one, if you haven't tried it, maybe check out those Ledgestone trackers, the ones that had the 3.0 stability. Mm. It's not a mid, it's a fairway, but it is like the most overstable disc I've ever tried to throw. You can't throw it the distance of a fairway. The tracker or the extreme? Tracker. The extreme, tracker. the extreme is like that too. It's it's the most overstable disc I've ever thrown in my life. I can I, throw I it on the like back. I want to say it's like 2016 Ledgestone. Nuts. I got to look that up. That's awesome. <laughs> so just They're, hop down to your local store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll message spot. the wizard. <laughs> um, for me, oh, man, it's going to sound like such a Homer thing, especially because I have an underground polo on, but I can't, I can't think of something that I don't have a hole in the bag. I, here's what I'll say. There's two discs I used to throw a ton that I loved. And I don't think Discraft has a total copy of, which would be the Valkyrie. Back when I had a mixed bag, I used yep. to love Valks. I I kind of throw similar shots with like a Stalker a little bit, but I could throw a Valk farther. It's not the same though. The Valkyrie sits right in between a Heat and an Undertaker. There's no disc in between yeah. the heat and the undertaker you're a hundred percent right and this the the uh valkyries have the world distance record is 806 feet um so that was a fun disc and then um the beast but specifically the 03 barry schultz world champion beast champion the one-time beasts. beast yeah the 03 beast was my jam i used to love that disc so I don't know if I was going to take the Valk and move it over to Discraft and give my own name. I think I'd just, I'd probably just call it the double, double. I don't know. Be cheesy about it. But I don't care <laughs> at me, bro. The approver. I love yeah. those discs though, that are balanced where it's got like a negative two turn two fade. And as, as made up as flight numbers are the Valk flies like that. It flies like a very balanced disc where you get that perfect turn to, carve that little path around the tree and then you know it's going to come yeah. back for you dude that was that was my first driver i could shape an s curve yeah shot me with. too absolutely absolutely i had a really nice yellow star i actually had a star valk a star wraith and a star mako three and i wiped all the stamps except for like the little star symbol and the name of the disc on them i thought they looked so cool and uh, they did they looked really cool and they were awesome discs and uh I threw the crap out of those discs and the the Wraith, the Valkyrie, and the Mako. And I think the Mako, you've got really similar discs in Discraft. The Wraith, I think that Surge is incredibly, the Surge SS is incredibly similar to a Wraith. Um, but that Valkyrie, you're right. Like in a nine speed disc between the Heat and the Undertaker, there's not much that exists. And you could find some pretty flippy Undertakers that the might. Soccer? is the closest for me. But the stalkers, the stalker for me compared to a Valkyrie, maybe flight wise, but the stalker's got a bead that the Valkyrie doesn't have. And the stalker's yeah, I'm talking also, flight though. Stalker's also a lot deeper disc. So I, for me, for fairway drivers, it's all about feel. I love the fairway driver that's slim, feels like a distance driver. That's one of the reasons that Valkyrie is such a great disc too. So bead yeah, or I no can, bead, that, that leads to almost any disc, almost any disc feels I can feel fine with it's just the flight that's the main like if you could give me a buzz flight at every speed that's all that would be in my bag love it you'd have like 15 buzzes at all speeds <laughs> bead or no bead kerns for 
I've putted with both. So, I used to putt with a Focus. So for, for, throw, Luna. for throwing, how do you feel about throwing discs with a bead? I don't mind it. It's just, it, again, for me, it's just a flight. I can throw either. As so long as I it do, flies the way I want, I'm good. I don't like beaded discs, so I'm no bead. Chris is bead. It doesn't matter to him. What about you, Paul? How do you feel about beads? They have their place. Uh, <clears throat> most of the time, that place is someone else's bag. Um, <laughs> but uh, I you were going to say bee hole. <laughs> The, you know, the, the bead is a tool, uh, and and if you're carrying a bag with 27 discs in it, I think you're gonna, and you don't have something beaded, you don't have something nice and floppy that stops. Uh, you know, I would, I would kill for a like a crystal flex Malta, something that's just gonna hit the ground and just be mm. done. That would be great. So, Discraft, if you're listening, that's that's my next order. Jaw, Jawbreaker Take Malta that. would be pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, but trees, you know, trees, <laughs> trees, rocks, yeah, it'd, stiff it'd be, winds and be overstable for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And that's because you didn't play for 11 days. It's like disc mania has the, the method, right? It's like super overstable mid range. Simon Lazat has his shadow Titan. Anyways, they made the method in their exo plastic, which is like their baseline plastic. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. It's disc mania's latest overstable mid range. For a week. <laughs> yeah, but on the on the upside, you know, at least then it beats into something usable, whereas the other things in that plastic beat into things that have a right turn signal permanently stuck Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're not gonna keep you too long tonight. It's been fun hanging out with you. We do have a giveaway tonight, and it's gonna be a little bit different. So to be eligible for tonight's giveaway, the first thing we're gonna do is give a shout out to the Discraft, Macbeth, and Pierce Collectors group. Uh, huge thank Good you to the admin team and the, the participants there for uh, sponsoring the podcast and paying for our subscription to Podbean and letting us be on your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Music, Spotify, you name it. So the contest this week is simple. Uh, number one, head to the Discraft, Macbeth, and Pierce Collectors group. Join the group. Uh, you can answer some questions if you put podcast or just type podcast in your question. If you're watching or listening to this, we'll approve you really quick. Um, we're going to post a giveaway. The way the giveaway is going to work is you need to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. It doesn't matter. Send us a screenshot on the group. And uh, you will be given a number and we will be giving away our prizes, $25 to sweetspotdiscgolf.com and a wicked wolf pack discs hat. We will be running the contests for one full week starting tomorrow until next Wednesday, June the 9th. Again, head to Facebook and look up the Discraft, Macbeth and Pierce collectors group for more information. Chris, Paul, what do you guys got planned for the rest of the week? I'm going to join that group and check it out. Sounds friendly. <laughs> uh, I'm, I will say, please do answer the membership questions. <laughs> <laughs> but, please. <laughs> but uh, I'll just be, I got two tournaments this weekend. One's team match play. The other's at Independence Lake. And then... Um, Hoping to get a few more practice rounds at the Toboggan before, not this weekend, but the following. I'm competing in the uh, United States Disc Golf Amateur Disc Golf Championship, so I'm a busy bee. Looking forward to that. Hell yeah. 
Well, thank you, everyone. It's been a great time. Chris, Paul, always great hanging out with you guys. Vanessa Reed, hopefully we'll see you soon. And uh, hopefully everything's good with you guys. So, yeah, well. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, I think. Thoughts and prayers, yeah. F in the chat for Vanessa and Reed. <laughs> if, if everyone doesn't know what that means, that's just what you do when someone's... someone's to pay respects. To pay respects. You press to pay um, respects. So with that, that's been episode six of Circle Three. We'll be back in two weeks. Uh, check out for some announcements and some great guests. And don't forget to join the group. I see a couple people in the YouTube chat here saying that they've attempted to join. We'll get to those uh, requests. We will get you guys in. Answer the membership questions. And uh, join us in two weeks for the next episode of Circle Three. Until then, it's Brandon, Chris, and Paul saying... Goodbye. See you soon. And have a Au revoir. Yeah, you got the names right. I have trouble with that. See you guys soon. <laughs>